COVID-19 sparked new eating habits and perspectives on food security that may linger for years to come. Many Canadians have become focused on healthier eating since the pandemic began. To discuss this further, we are joined by the Senior Director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois. Good morning to you, Dr. Charlebois. Good morning. What would you say is the biggest change that we've seen as a society when it comes to our food habits uh, since the beginning of the uh, pandemic? <laughs> I think we're getting re- reacquainted with uh, with the heart of our home, which is the kitchen, really. Mm-hmm. We're spending more time in the kitchen. Uh, we're more familiar with what actually is happening in our freezers, <laughs> fridges, uh, cupboards, uh, we're, we're more disciplined as grocery shoppers. Uh, we know exactly what we need, what we don't need. And, uh, and so we're much more disciplined for sure. Uh, and we're not going out as much. I think a lot of us still are still going out, including myself. I, I always enjoy going out with my friends and family to, uh, to the restaurant. But there are, a few, there are a lot of people out there still anxious. And, of course, the economy is, uh, is, is not doing all that great so a lot of people have lost their jobs or their professional situations have changed so they're spending way more time uh, in their own kitchen to save a little bit of money. So I wonder too if we'll see in the future that kids are better cooks now or are learning to cook being at home with mom and dad and uh, you know getting more involved in the kitchen. I think this generation could become actually far better at it than perhaps a couple of generations prior. I think you just described the new COVID generation, really. Uh, I, I, and it's not just the young children. I think it's, uh, it, I would include probably most people on the, under the age of 30, because uh, most people under the age of 30 uh, would have had their careers uh, disrupted as a result of COVID. Uh, people uh, older are doing much better. They're, they're more well off. Of course, they are. Uh, demographic groups that are uh, are being impacted more by COVID, and I'm thinking about women in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of these people are absolutely influenced and, and impacted by by COVID, and uh, and of course cooking, even gardening. I mean, uh, sure. a lot yeah. of people are canning right now. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're kind of we want to take control over the supply chain for ourselves. Uh, that's something that we never seen before. Well, you know, and I've seen more and more on social media popping up ads for butcher delivery and, you know, bigger lots of meat, Uh, not going to the grocery store as much. But what really fascinated me at the beginning of the pandemic and probably the mid uh, section of summer was the run on yeast. People were baking a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. The, the one thing that uh, that is happening uh, that wasn't happening before COVID is that we're seeing the entire supply chain uh, opening up uh, as as a result of e-commerce. A lot of a lot more people are actually online buying food. In fact, by the end of this year, we are, actually are we're expecting food sales, online food sales, to triple. <laughs> wow. compared to last year. So 1.7% was the um, was the uh, amount of sales uh, online uh, when it comes to food last year. We are expecting that to triple, which is I- I- incredible. And it's happening all over the Western world. But if e-commerce is, is, is legitimately an option for us all, well, think of farmers, think of processors. They can actually sell directly to us True. instead of us going to a grocery store and deal with, well, 
an oligopoly, really. There are five retailers in this country selling 90% of the food that we eat. Wow, that's that's a huge stat, too. And speaking of them, I'm sure they're raking in the dough as well with the grocery pickup because there's a fee mm-hmm. attached to that. And so many of us, well, through the pandemic, I would say a, a vast majority of us were going to pick up our groceries instead of going into the stores ourselves. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, this year is going to be a good year for, for grocers, don't get me wrong, but uh, moving forward, looking at the future, it's not going to be that easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to invest a lot, well, in e-commerce. Sobe's just invested $250 million in opening up a new facility in Vaughan. They're opening up another one in Montreal. So they're spending a lot of money. It's a high-volume, low-margin business. It remains as such, even with COVID. Uh, so it's got to be tough for them for a while, and the competition is being redefined. I mean, PepsiCo, Saputo, Gordon Foods, Cisco, those are all companies that have pivoted. They've never sold to consumers, but now they are selling to consumers directly. So, you know, you mentioned the e-commerce, you mentioned the direct-to-consumers. Anything else do you think uh, that you think is going to stick uh, post-pandemic that we've learned, that we've adopted, and that is working better for Canadians? Prices. Uh, unfortunately, uh, what we're seeing right now is this huge decoupling between the food inflation rate and the general inflation rate. That's going to last a while. Uh, right now, the food inflation rate is at around 3%, but the inflation rate overall is basically at zero. And that's why everyone is noticing that food prices are actually uh, higher. Uh, it's getting more expensive. And so, obviously, this is going to impact everything. Uh, even grocers are being impacted because of e-commerce, because of the price of food, because of the cost to operate a, a store. We actually believe that the cane market right now is overstored as a result of COVID. We may actually see uh, uh, stores closing or converting into discount stores more so, uh, especially out west. And so this, these, this phenomena of costs is actually going to impact everyone, both industry and consumers as well. Do you think, I know there's an article that you were quoted in in the Globe and Mail, you talk about meat and, and meat packing plants. You know, a couple of outbreaks have happened here in Alberta specifically, and meat can be an expensive item. Do you see a change in that moving forward, whether we actually spend our money on, on meat? I, I think meat is still a, a sexy choice. I think Canadians are still committed to to eating meat. Uh, the volume is 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 certainly questionable. I think people more people are interested in doing other things, eating other things. Um, seeing uh, seeing more choices for consumers is always a great thing, even for the livestock industry. COVID really didn't help the image of the industry, to be honest, and they're going to have to work on that. But I was just meeting with some uh, federal officials uh, this week about this, and, and meat processing needs help. It needs support. Uh, and we clearly saw during COVID that uh, that, uh, that sector has been undermined for several decades. Thank you so much for your thoughts this morning, and uh, have a good weekend, Dr. Charlebois. All right, take care. Bye-bye. That is Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, Senior Director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. It's coming up on 617. It's time for helicopter traffic brought to you by West District by Truman. You will find a home that fits your lifestyle.